and we're back. And you are listening to Villain Cast, BJJ Antiheroes, with myself, Chris the Villain Pains, and Naki El Jefe Ashad. And welcome to Reap the Week. Firstly, a thank you to our sponsors, the lovely patrons on Patreon. Thank you for believing in this work. And if you'd like to learn more about supporting this channel, along with receiving exclusive content, such as the new webinar series that we're doing, along with personal coaching, you can find out more via Chris Payne's BJJ.com. Uh, welcome back, Naki. Hello. Um, Finally, it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> you look well. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> Compared to the last few weeks, play, I look very well. And I've trained yeah. today after a while. Yeah, Good you look... Uh, Be loose. You look relaxed right now. Very relaxed. Life oh. is good. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to catch you at such a relaxed time, Naki. Yes. No problem. <laughs> Any time for you, Chris. <laughs> oh my God! Let's see how well this goes. Um, so uh, you've, I've been left alone for the past two weeks, um, and ranting, like old man that screams at clouds. I've just been <laughs> ranting by myself. <laughs> Do you know how, like, I know when we do it, maybe we, maybe I fuck up the beginning Mm. once, maybe twice. Mm. Mm. Um, Today, that was on you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, shit. I lost my streak. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yeah, today, yeah. You were doing perfect. I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought, uh, for some reason, I found something funny. I don't know what it was now. I, oh, dude. Again, I thought, Jesus Christ, is he okay? Because you just turn around the screen and you're like, look what I'm watching. And you just point oh, at the yeah. fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no. oh, here. oh, no. It was TV. Oh, you're watching the UFC. Yes. <laughs> the camera. Yeah. The camera. I played the, the camera. The camera betrayed you. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you've, I, but trying to do it on my own, I, it probably took me like five or six takes each time. What? Um, dude, it's so difficult just to like get going. Like once I'm into it, I'm into it, but. You know, the amount of times I do a five-minute clip and go, I sound moronic. Um, so yeah, it's it's not the same. It's not the same without having you here, really. Um, but I have saved a couple of little topics that I'd like to talk about, plus one extra, um, mm. if you'd like to indulge me, sir. Of course. Why not? My pleasure. <laughs> Welcome back. How have you felt, anyway? Like, it's there's a cold, <laughs> flu, COVID kind of thing ripping through right now, and... Yeah, it, it wiped me out pretty effectively as well. And like when I came back, my lungs just felt shot. Um, how have you felt today? Yeah, first session back man after I think it was ten or eleven days. I felt it. Lungs were proper on fire, man. Uh, but I reckon I'll get back into it dead quick because I usually do. So I'm not too fussed in that way. But that first session is always a hard one when you come back. I think that's like if you've had any time off jujitsu. You've almost got to re-break everything. Yeah. <laughs> like your your ribs are healed and your your ligaments have started to repair. And you're like, no, what's happening? Like, I'm becoming human again. <laughs> to fix this. Um, yeah, I need to... I remember the, yeah, the first time I came back. But then I'm still having to re-break everything. Oh, yeah. And again, so I, I did a session today, uh, MMA session, gloves, pads with... Uh, with a gentleman who's who's coming up to thirty years old with twenty four years of boxing experience, and 
my ribs hurt right now. <laughs> When's he coming back to jujitsu? <laughs> well, he's, he's essentially he is back. He's just training with me. Um, mm. But yeah, he, he especially at seven thirty in the morning on a Sunday, uh, he yeah. he hits hard. He hits hard at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh my, yeah, bit of a rough one today. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm feeling a bit toasty, but. I did mention this in the previous podcast. Um, so I managed to screw up my foot. That's why I wasn't able to come down for a bit of last week. Uh, I tread, trod on a rusty nail that went through the sole of my foot, which um, I wouldn't recommend it personally. Uh, I, so the, the, the nurse asked, like, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? Have you had one in 10 years? I was like, no, <laughs> it's, I don't really come in for them that often. Mm. Um, but yeah, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? I can't remember. I'll be honest. Exactly. Weird, isn't it? Like it's just one of those things you don't normally go for until you stab yourself in the foot with a rusty nail. But um, like, did he just not have the right shoes on or something? Or did you just... I was barefoot. Was... Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. No, no, it went through my shoe. It was, yeah, it was it. Shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, rough. Anyway, uh, I'm back. I did some kicking today. Uh <laughs> didn't help because you just you just punched me to death. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I'm 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 good for, I'm good for our next session and it's been a while and uh you can tell like, you know, especially in this time of year, it does rip through it does rip through quite a lot and I think it's especially after COVID, everyone's more aware of yeah, spreading being, and they're staying being away. healthy on the mats. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Like if, you, if you're red or leaking in any way, don't come into, don't come in. Like fuck all those large posters that like you know if you if you see this, don't do this. Like if you're red, leaking or something else, fuck off. And cut you I mean, down. Today, all it was a trade. We were all like, we were just coming back. You know, we were all snuffling a little bit and still trying to push. And we we're all breathing deep like, <laughs> after every round. <sighs> Dude, dude, it's horrible. It's really like it's taking a number on the lungs. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but tomorrow's a new day. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Anyway, I have I have things to talk about. Um, uh, the little mailbag. I like how, especially with the little uh, thing I put on my Instagram stories of like people sending in questions. It's become like a little, like, you know, like Jimmy Savile. We'll fix it, kind of thing. You're gonna get it cancelled fully again. <laughs> you can't use JS. You can't use JS. <laughs> can't, can't, can't use him. No, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I stopped checking the news in the seventies. What's happened since? <laughs> that's, that's as far as I got on the BBC. Like I'm trying to go for all the past seasons. Um, and you go up to like the seventies. Why? What happened? <laughs> Is there something I missed? <laughs> Good job you don't watch the BBC. <laughs> I'm still catching up. Mm. Um, I'm not liking the Thatcher character. She looks like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> No, you're way back. <laughs> yeah, no, found about the same time. Um, anyway, uh, so one of the questions I had, I was like, I need to ask Naki this. Um, how does your game change depending on if it's gi or no gi? Um, obviously, you do the grips. much different. Uh, no, not necessarily. My guard changes a bit. I, I favour guard a bit more in gi. 
the grips change a little bit because uh, you have basically have more handles. You've got more handles. You can attack on more handles. You've got to defend. Um, and other than that, no, my strategy is always kind of the same. Um, but like I say, I do prefer, I, I enjoy playing guard in gi. Um, it's much more fun than in no gi because you can attach onto things much uh, easier. Um, but no, other than that, nah. I mean, I like bow and arrows in gi. That's one of my favorite like things to do. Uh, or maybe uh, like a paper cutter, which I can't really do in no gi. But no, other than that, it doesn't really change. Are these things that you feel that you can still pull off, like in 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 the pre-structured gyms, like paper cutters and bow and arrows? Or has it got a lot harder when the defensive postures came in? Oh, it got way way harder, of course. But uh, you can still get there. You can still develop with the timing, like bow and arrows. You can catch it in there. I think that's one thing that kind of we we discovered when we started playing this preach shit. Is and whether professionalism, um, I wasn't going to do it on the mic. Uh, <laughs> so I remember, like you know, you, you were you were but a young butterfly when when the preacher shirt first showed up, and I was a I was a already a salty brown belt. Um, and one thing that kind of was noticed was that. Uh, because we were turning instantly on the chokes, like as soon as a hand, as choke hand came in, you turn instantly on the choke hand. Um, if anyone listened to this, because I, I, I do see this propping up every now and then on the internet uh, about people still getting choked in these positions. I'm like, well, you've got to understand that if you're in these positions, it's not a game plan. You fucked up. Like, don't be down there. Um, but if you are down there, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. if you are down there um, don't wait for them to finish you off if they've got a choke hand in it's not a perfect situation just to, to chill in mm-hmm. um, and one thing we kind of realise is that there's two parts to it pretty much in every gi choke there's a choke hand and a break hand one that stops you from turning and most people are greedy and they go for the choke hand first um, which if you just turn to like wards where the hand is pulling you, like don't turn, don't turn into the choke. That's how you choke yourself out. But if you just turn instantly towards the hand that's choking you, most chokes will fall apart because no one works on getting the control first. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that kind of changed for us is that we learned to take control first, put in the break hand first, make it so no one can go anywhere. And then we start looking for the choke hand. And then they yeah. can't do anything. And so we eventually start getting the right, the same chokes again, like you say, like paper cutters, bow and arrows, cross collars. I do, I do love a cross collar. Yeah. Um, but it, it made me appreciate control first. Like I do a lot of lapels now. I do a lot of pinning people with lapels. Yeah. Um, oh, so maybe we should do a video series on how to effectively do gi chokes with control first. Mm. Ooh, ooh, that'd be nice. Um, We'll do that. I like that. That that make me happy. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's wrong? Sorry, Nack. I can't hear you right now. I've pulled my... (laughs) Sorry. That was my bad. Are we back? Are we back? Big feet and a long cable. Sorry. Sorry (laughs) to listen to that. That Did that make a noise? No. Oh, good. Thank God. 
Um, so yeah, um, I'd like to do that. But getting control first and seeing what gi chokes would still work. So let's do it. Let's I'll start do bring it. Them, I'll start bringing my gi down. You bringing mm. the gi tomorrow? Yeah, I'll bring a gi tomorrow. Then it'd be nice. <laughs> let's do it. I've even got the camera. We could just do a little bit of on on the fly. Um, yeah, so I agree. I, guard, dude. I know you like playing guard. I know. You're not helping people by staying there. I know. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, I do give for fun now. I don't think I'll be competing in it much. I just play for nah. fun. Nah, I think that. Like you lean to our next question is what's the fucking point in gi? No one cares. <laughs> Uh, yes, but I honestly think it improves the defense because of the amount of handles you've got to deal with. Uh, you can they can restrict you in may, ways way more ways than in no gi. Uh, you can get pinned in different ways, and if you can get out of gi like cloth holding you down, I think you can get out your no gi. I think defense gets better. I did believe I do believe, and I do agree with you on various points of that. But I also mm-hmm. think is it makes you so fucking lazy. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Like, if you, if you, in Nogi, if you just deal with shit instantly, as you should, I agree. You, and, and make it so the, gri- the grips never materialize, it's, that that helps your defense as well, because you, you, you appreciate, like, not allowing things to happen yep. to you. Um. And this plus and minus says, I do enjoy playing both. Yeah. Uh, I, think I mean, it's fun. Weirdly, gi is fun. Weirdly, I do better in the gi than I do in no gi, but I prefer no gi. <laughs> I just suck at no gi. <laughs> well, partially. I have a good purple belt on a good day. Um, <laughs> disappointingly. Um, which kind of goes on to the next thing is, and I like this, because we had a, had a, a question regarding toxic BG, uh, culture in gyms. I kind of did that one. I want to go through toxic BJJ culture. And I think, let's fucking throw this one out there. The IBJJF. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I like how that one just settled. That one just nestled into your brain a little bit there. Like, what the fuck's he said? Like, yes. I so, say. Where do we start oh. with reaping? No, I, I think. Oh, dude. Like. I didn't intend to like open up such a can of worms so quickly, mm-hmm. but here we are. I think this is going to, all these other questions now, I might as well just delete them because we're not even going to get to them. We'll just start <laughs> ripping into this bitch. Um, so, yes, I think. So, remember when the Olympics happened in Brazil? When was that? Like four or five years ago? I can't remember. 2014. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Can't 2018 was Russia, I think, wasn't it? Olympics? No. I think so. No? Am I getting it wrong? Uh, Where's my phone? Oh, so. I'm using my phone. Oh, you, you are using your phone. Well, well, Jamie, Jamie. Sorry, could it be 2016? 2012 was uh, London, wasn't it? Olympics. 2012 was London. I think that was Brazil, 2016. Was it? I um, think so. Uh, Olympics Brazil because they they had the what was it um they had the issue where they spent loads of money on the infrastructure um yes and 
like to the detriment of like all the people in favelas and stuff like that. It's 2016. 2016. 2016, yeah. After you started. There we go. Um, so the mm-hmm. whole thing about when it was going to be in Brazil, it's like, oh, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time that jiu-jitsu can, you know, be at the Olympics. And I remember the comments, you know, God, that feels like so long ago right now. Things have happened since. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things about that was how we cannot be an Olympic sport. We just can't. And so um, the issue with uh, jiu-jitsu is, well, to be an Olympic sport, and you know, people should correct me if I'm wrong here, um, but the you have to have a world championship and be run by a non-governmental, non-profit organization. So, you know, FIFA, I guess, counts. FILA for wrestling, judo association, whatever, IJF. Um, but you think the problem is, is that our world championships is run by the IBJJF, who are a for-profit company, who are well owned by the Gracies and you think when it comes to um, running a world championships let's confirm those details um, when it comes to running a world championships you want to have, make sure that you're you're impartial and the IBJJF is president is the co-founder of Gracie Baja <laughs> that's like Man United owning FIFA it makes no fucking sense and you know and it it kind of works into their favour in that um, when you when you uh, compete you don't represent your country as you should in a world championship as in every other fucking sport mm. you represent the team which if you are say running on some sort of franchise model uh, and trying to uh, make money that way, you'd want to make sure your team is very visible in competition. And that's where all these stupid fucking rules come from about, oh, only a second degree black belt can promote up to, or third degree now, and we change the rules on shit. Fuck you. Fuck you entirely. (laughs) Um, uh, You are a for-profit organization owned by Gracie Baja. Who the fuck made you king? Um... And that alone then just seeps into every fucking part of this is that we then have the whole, you, you know, you can't train at different gyms or oh, yeah. the, oh, the, um, all the other bullshit that comes along with, you know, the, the tribal mentality. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, represent a team and have team games and stuff like that. But there has to be a level when it stops and, you know, you represent your country at games and I think it'd make it a lot healthier. Um, mm. and then once you've actually had a world championship games I think for four years or something like that you can then try and qualify as an Olympic sport but because they've got such a stranglehold on the world games the world champ, the worlds the Europeans yeah, we can't sorry, it's done like, due to Gracie Baja we can't be an Olympic sport <laughs> as, as... Na- now you're going to have Gracie Baja coming after you now <laughs> facetious as that is um 
Yeah, it's it's fucked. Like, because then you look, they're all got their own little teams, like Checkmat and stuff like that. You want to represent, you want to be able to make money for their team. Yeah. Like, if you're just, you know, if we went and we represented England, you wouldn't represent Fighting Fit or Globetrotters or Grace of Baja or anything. You'd represent England. England, yeah. United Kingdom, Great Britain, whatever. Um, yeah, so thanks. Thanks, Baja. You've, <laughs> thanks, Gracies. You've made it so this sport can't flourish. I mean, would we want it to be an Olympic sport? Maybe, but I think there's a level there where we've it, it's reductive to ask the question of, but should we be an Olympic sport? Like, I don't care if we should or shouldn't. The simple mm-hmm. fact is we can't. Like, we've had our we've had breaks applied to our growth mm. as a, as a sport, and that means we can't easily tap into governmental funding and you know be part yeah. of the schools and stuff like that it's there's always gonna be that limiting factor because again like you know after when that you mentioned the london olympics the government wanted to throw so much money into improving the uk's uh sporting pedigree why would it throw money at a sport that's not going to appear at the olympics yeah true but man like in schools, I've tried to get it into for a few schools, but they've always come back with, oh, it's dangerous, it's too dangerous, it's too dangerous. But that's what I mean, as in, but we we, we can't be taken as a serious sport because we we haven't got that professional, not professional, like, you know, paid for, but that pure route through from mm. grassroots all the way up to Olympic level for amateur. Yeah. It's had its brakes put on because of essentially this silly team notion um, and all the guff that comes with it. Uh, it's one of the reasons I will not support the IBJJF because mm. it is a for-profit company. And I couldn't give two fucks at all about anything IBJJF. Like, sorry, uh, you are purposely holding our sport back. Fuck you to death. <laughs> <laughs> I like you there, like, yeah. Yeah. Happy <laughs> GGF, man. Oh, yeah. And it's it's frustrating, like, you call it the worlds and call it Europeans and Pan Ams and all those various yeah. other things. There's too many different names or different things, but it's always held in America. It's like, what? <laughs> well, the Pan Americans, I imagine, would be. Yeah, but so, the world, yeah, worlds. Will's always yeah, in America, aren't they? I know exactly, exactly, and it's um, it's so frustrating. Like we could, if that wasn't there, and you had, you know, there was definitely a route. I think for us to get through is if, again, this is just me theorizing in the air. If Fila were to like adopt us as like submission wrestling hmm. as a style of wrestling, like that would be a route through into Maybe. world games etc i don't think there's much appetite for it um again because it's there's so many for-profit organizations in this like the, the mma model kind of like grabbed it and really didn't let go mm. um in uh, uh adcc the main nogi we have we have all the different trials and everything, which is more akin to like a world championship kind of yeah. game. But then it goes to this, the 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 Abu Dhabi Combat Club and all the money that comes with it. It's a for profit organization again. That it's a company just making, and it's it's so close, guys. 
it's so close. You know, you represent your your area, as it were, like you know, representing the European trials. And oh, oh, what almost that? Oh, we're edging right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're so close. Why? You're just teasing right now. We can't go down that route anymore. We'll get dislikes again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll get Do downgraded. Dude, like, if you listen to something called Villain Cast, <laughs> kind of <laughs> clues in the name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, toxic part of BJJ culture is the fucking IBJJF. Yeah, it's biggest Correct one. Me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Which I'm sure one. they do. I'm sure they do good things. Yeah, I look for. If, um, I mean, do you remember the scandal that was like God? What about eleven, twelve years ago now? Mm-hmm. That it turned out there was loads of people. Uh, again, it's not loads, but you know, being a bit hyperbolic there. Of there were there. Were, uh, I think Bushido did a story on it. Of like purple belts and brown belts being going to America. Um, I think my, Vinnie Maglesh like blew the whistle on it or something. It's mm-hmm. wild. It's been about 11 years ago now of instructors going to America, being given gyms and like, you know, being told uh, that their, their qualification, their black belt, their ability to teach is literally hinges on them, like bringing in students and sending money back to the organization in Brazil. And if they argue, they just get like their black belt rescinded and get deported. It was something. Brody, uh, what? Do you not That's know about bad. No, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Oh, I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to like link the article. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, been yeah. A, it's been a decade. I think my, you know, I've been choked out and, and dropped on my head several times. So, who knows how much of this is correct? But I'm sure it was something. It was something insane. Of there were uh, black belt. Uh, there were color belts being, you know, uh, em- uh, emigrating into the US. I'm not sure how necessarily into Europe or the UK, but definitely mm. the US um, and North America of you know being you know given a black belt and saying right open up a school and you know they wouldn't roll they wouldn't like try and put their head above the parapet really but they'd um, be sending money back you know as like a franchise back to you know the, the head gym and it was a case of you know you rock the boat uh, then we rescind your your black belt and back home you go. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Vinny Maglash was the whistleblower. Yeah. Let's look up that story. I think I think we should employ Jamie, like a, like a third person who sits on this podcast <laughs> quietly, just like just typing in shit into a laptop, going, "Yep, Chris is wrong." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder if we can get involved in that. We, we, need, a, <laughs> we, need, a, we need a man behind the desk, yeah, or a woman. Um, person on deck. <laughs> Person on deck, yeah. Someone who can just fact check us live. I don't want, I don't want to give out wrong information. Or do I? Who knows? Um next question. Super important question. I'll get back on track a little bit here before I before I lose it. Um how do you explain the logic of teaching takedowns? Because you're also you're also a coach. You you teach takedowns to people. How how do you go about teaching takedowns in jujitsu? Mm, in jujitsu, so I a lot of people, mm. as I'm just explaining this a lot these days uh, in my last few PTs and one-to-ones or uh, and even groups that I have. Um, 
because a lot of them are good at taking people down, but they can't hold them, man. And I'm like, look, we're not. It's not like wrestling. Um, where our goal is just to make their shoulders hit the floor. We've got to be able to keep people down, and that skill will only come by you just constantly being able to take people down, and holding them, holding them, holding them. Um, so yeah, that's the logic for takedowns for me. So I don't really and also a lot of people like waste a lot of energy trying to get like like explosive takedown, but. I always tell my guys to just find the openings, plan fight a lot and just faint, faint, faint. And don't waste too much energy trying to get someone down because you've got to hold them down as well, which takes a lot of energy. Um, so I think, because somebody asked me the other day this actual question about why wrestlers are just, you know, are good at taking people down and, you know, and I had to explain the whole jujitsu thing where, yeah, we've got to keep them down as well. We don't, we don't have to take people down and just, you know, and then we've got to look for submissions. So it's not, that's the way I try and explain t- take down for jujitsu. Oddly enough, um, I've also had, I explained this yesterday in actually a private, is that we get accused of being a wrestling style gym. Mm. We don't have a wrestling class or a takedown session. Nope. Which <laughs> quite funny have, that is actually. We don't even teach we don't teach takedowns and we don't have a wrestling class. Um and we get accused of being wrestlers. Like figure that one out. Um but there was like how how do you go about then actually having the style of you know decent ish decent for jujitsu wrestling that we do? And I'd say it's because we don't so okay, average normal jujitsu gym is you're going to do maybe one or two rounds from standing if there's space and you're feeling generous that night and energetic. Um, and then for the rest of the night, you spend the time on the ground um, and you don't bother getting up. And this is, again, I'm going back into the the, the ranting at the clouds now about mm-hmm. you always stand up. It's, I think it's also such a healthy way of learning takedowns is because I remember Preet saying this as well. And I, like, you know, I kind of ignored him at the time. Maybe I shouldn't have four or five years ago. Is he said that you know if you want to teach beginners takedowns, don't start from standing. Which I was like, that doesn't make any sense, old man. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. But I get it now. Of if you start, you know, if you if you're playing from the ground, and there's always that undulation of coming up and going down, it removes the inertia of that initial hard impact of a takedown. Mm. Like that intimidation factor of like trying to change levels, get in, and then you know slam your weight through someone is that you're already connected, and then you just mat return them into the ground, which is considering how much we do that, mm. very very little injury, um, if any. I don't think I've seen one since we've been doing it. No, of someone getting injured by that. I think um, we do put them down nicely, don't we? We don't like slam them into the floor. Yeah, we're not not assholes. Yeah, like, that's. So I mean, as soon as somebody goes in there, and... it's just like a. Nice take take down, like nice get your hands to the floor kind of thing, not a full on slam. Yeah, because you're dragging them. Like I said there's no that that inertia. You like you're just yeah. dragging them back into the ground again. And also because you're then doing maybe 10, 15, 20 takedowns around instead of it being one takedown. That's it for your night. We're gonna stay on the floor for now. Yeah, uh, and it's always in a chaotic situation. You might be half on the hips, and you think. I just need to drag this person back into the deck. That's it. And just doing that over and over and over again and try and keep your balance and 
trying to take down people who are trying to keep their balance and you know the basic hand fighting that we teach and the basic stuffing and the postures and everything um that creates weirdly good wrestlers and if you can just get in within a clinching distance of someone people are really comfortable already doing takedowns even though they've never done takedowns they yeah. just get close and then they find their way to then drag them back into the ground again because they've got after an average night of rolling 60 takedowns <laughs> or six like something unreal like you think yeah. god damn a two hour session you've done 30, 40, 50, 60 takedowns you think mm. and you're not hurt from it um, yeah it's good reps quality reps quality and it's it's that I think it's a very ecological way of doing it um, <laughs> I think uh, that's the buzzword at the moment <laughs> it is I'm trying to step away from it. I do. <laughs> parts of it I agree with. Parts of it I think you don't need. And so, um, but definitely on that kind of front, I think it's very helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, when it comes to takedowns, explain takedowns and teaching takedowns, especially in jiu-jitsu, especially to beginners, hand fighting and posture, uber Alice, um, generating good power structures, with your body, making sure, you know, you think however you want to lift weights, you should be having the same kind of alignment with your spine during takedowns, because you're trying to lift a human weight at this point. Um, and once you've got that, and you, the, the idea of just returning someone to the floor and dragging them by their hips down to the ground, or tripping them up, or whatever, do that multiple times around, because you have that undulation, that's how you learn takedowns effectively. In the, for the first year, just do that. And yeah. you're going to have such good wrestling for jiu-jitsu um and that kind of lead, like, leads nice into the last question knack thank on. you for, for giving up your evening for this no is, no it's all good is jiu-jitsu for everyone um no i know before the video said yes but i changed yeah i changed because i thought about it and i thought about it why um and i thought why because you you've got to be a certain type of human being to do it um it's not it's it's not something that caters for everyone because it's painful it's stressful it 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 breaks your heart uh it does all the bad things to you and not a lot of people uh have the bottle or even the courage i mean it's not I'm not saying it's in, in this in a bad or a derogatory way, but it's just how life is, unfortunately. Like, not everybody has it. Um, I mean, everybody should try it because you never know. You might think you can't do it, but then you'll try it and you think, oh, yeah, this is for me, you know, because uh, you never know. But I uh, know I don't think it's for everyone. You can't just blanketly say it's for everyone. Um, but it, I think it's a brilliant way to, even if you didn't do any other f- kind of physical activity of, you know, go but fitness training or bodybuilding or whatever if you just did jiu-jitsu i think you'd be a you'd, you'd tick all the boxes you'd have all the attributes like you'd be you'd have cardio you'd have strength you'd be flexible you know it just sorts your body out but also breaks it, it it's weird man jiu-jitsu is just a weird sport i think there's definitely a point of hey so the the uh uh gym owner g i've had this conversation with him before we've both been around long enough now and we've had so many people come for the gym over the years of, I think like physically anyone can do jujitsu. Big caveat there of making sure that you are in a gym that is 
welcoming for everybody type um, and treats you as part of the team. I think that's wildly important. Uh, Johnny Book said it one of the first episodes you ever did. No one ever stays at jiu-jitsu for jiu-jitsu. Uh, people stay for the environment and the social aspect. Jiu-jitsu is just a great side effect. Even Christian said like they were a drinking club with a jiu-jitsu problem. Um, and I so physically, absolutely anyone can do anyone you know can be physically capable of doing it. Um, <clears throat> but mentally, I I kind of know as soon as someone walks in the room of whether that person is stupid enough to stay. <laughs> I. We have some fool who just like gets a bit of a walloping and goes, ah, that was nice. And you're like, oh, you're a crazy person. Hey, welcome. You're going to go fine here. Um, and then, you know, I remember we were chatting about, we had someone come for the room who, who wanted to be an MMA fighter. I think this already started to jog your memory. Yeah, yeah, someone yeah. Came in, want, I don't want to mention want any to be names. In, I'm never going to mention a name. But someone came in wanted to be an MMA fighter. They had aspirations of early 20s, wanted to be in the UFC. Um, quite well educated individual. Um, paid for education. Uh, okay, cool, right. Let's go on the mats then. Right, good choice. Starting with jujitsu because if you ain't going to enjoy this, you really ain't going to enjoy it when we punch you in the face at the same time. Um, and I think he had maybe like a couple of light rolls, and he his you know his ribs felt a bit sore from the weight on them, and he was like, oh, oh, this is a bit. I think that's enough for me today. Yeah, this is, this is uncomfortable. And he's like, don't worry, I, you know, I still want to be in the UFC, but I'll see you next time. Never came back. Um, and I think he then showed up at the kickboxing class, which, bad plan. Um, and he got, I think he got hit once. And he's like, oh, no, no. I, I, uh, uh, I think <laughs> actually I'm more... Like I've, I've I've done grappling with Chris. I think I'm more of like a grappling style MMA fighter. Then G said to me, "I was like, the kid's done like half a session with me. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> to say he's trained with me. Like, no, I don't know who this kid is." Um, but then, like, say, so you have this individual. It's not like he's, you know, okay, fine. Like, pain isn't for everyone. Suffering yeah. isn't for everyone. That's absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. And then, but then you have some people like yourself who walk in and you, you know, you literally have some maniac with a beard kneeling on your eye socket. You're like, yeah, <laughs> do it again. And you're like, oh, you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> and that's literally the, the, the defining characteristic is, I mean, obviously don't openly torture new people to see if they're, they're mentally strong enough. <laughs> no. um, but it's, you, let, you know, I, I, I don't torture anyone when they first come in. I'm always super friendly and, you know, I say to them, look, you know, we're going to be nice to you. We want to stay on top. You know, that's it. And everyone knows you're new. Everyone's friendly here. Everyone remembers their first time. No worry. But you know, like, you know, you know in yourself that this is painful. Like, this isn't for me. I don't, I'm not a person who enjoys suffering. Yeah. And then you have those who are just a bit, bit unhinged. And they go, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, this, this sucks. Like, you know, oh, you're kneeling on my IT band. Fantastic. Do it again. And you're like, wow you're mm. mad um yeah so that's i after so many years you can kind of almost see that glint in their eye when they first walk in like oh you're crazy <laughs> like this is gonna be fun <laughs> i love this i love this like 
Uh, you, just, you just look at them and think you're going to be a black belt one day because you're just yeah. too stupid to leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's essentially it. Um, so I mean, I'll definitely go do like because this is a response to a friend of mine who's posted on Instagram. I'm going to definitely do a, like a more serious version of this. I think jujitsu physically is everyone can do it mentally. Yeah. Reserved for very crazy people uh, who who don't mind a bit of pain in their lives. Um, <laughs> and anyone can surprise you on that front. Um, yeah. But I think it's uh, I think when it comes to doing the moves, like I've said this before, is you know NFL, you know if someone Matrix style downloaded Tom Brady into my head, I'm not going to be Tom Brady. Same with Michael Jordan, LeBron. If someone downloaded Simone Biles into my head, and I thought, right, I've got the power of Simone Biles now, I would split the fuck out of my body in half. Like, I would explode and implode at the same time if I had to do if I tried to do anything that Simone Biles does. She's a fantastic gymnast. Um but if you downloaded a black belt jujitsu knowledge into into my head, if I wasn't one, I think I'd actually be pretty capable. And that's like you know, bar athleticism in some points, but I think you could download a black belt into someone's head and they'd be semi capable at jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, even to... even without the physical attributes, like you'd beat the average human being being quite convincingly, like without exactly. A... So yeah, hundred percent. There it's... are black belts like that, unfortunately. <laughs> like sad to say, but yeah, it's it's a definitely a mental thing. Like if you understand the aspects of jiu-jitsu, you could you could do it. Like it doesn't require much in the way of flexibility or you, know, you need some hand-eye coordination. Definitely, like you know, be able to yeah. know where you are in time and space, the appropriate reception. But other than that, like, no, you can definitely just download jujitsu into your head and just be capable of it. Yeah, you can black your way through jujitsu as long as you understand the concepts and stuff. <laughs> I think the only thing that happens then is that to think that is jujitsu for you and are you capable of doing the moves? I think it's more the teaching is wrong. And I go back into the whole conversation again that most, you know, what's the criteria for being a jujitsu coach, be a black belt? What's the criteria for being a black belt? Be a badass who hurts people. Like, that's not... Like, you might get lucky and come across, like, you know, two things which are, you know... There's always one of the things about, you know, being in the fire service. And I like ragging on the fire service now because I've left. Um, <laughs> is that you always... You never move laterally in the fire service. You don't move in from the side, like, into a managerial role from, like, somewhere else. Everyone starts at the base level. It's quite... Mm-hmm militaristic in that way like everyone comes in as a firefighter and you climb the ranks and so but your ability to spray wet stuff on hot stuff doesn't necessarily dictate how good you are at managing people Mm. and so you'd have a lot of managers which were could have been amazing firefighters you know they knew the they knew their way around a good breathing apparatus but their ability and they could maybe manage incidents they understood all the dynamics of an ever-changing situation, but their ability to manage people, fucking wank. Mm. And like, because it wasn't one of the criteria. Like you're, yeah. you're bringing people up from that, you know, it's the same kind of thing in jiu-jitsu. Like, you, you know, we all start as white belts and then eventually some wanker rises to the top. But their ability to, to do jiu-jitsu, fantastic. Their ability to manage people and, and coach, it's an accident if yeah. that exists at the same time. Um <laughs> And it's the exact same with that is that, you know, if I had a good manager that could like really like, you know, 
get in and understand people like this wasn't intended like you you're not here because you're good at this this is a fucking accident this is a coincidence mm-hmm. um i think i said that about most industry but say definitely in jiu-jitsu and so yeah. it's it's everyone can do jiu-jitsu it's our ability to impart download that knowledge into your head is how good are we at downloading it into you and if we're wanking it and we don't care then yeah you've got yeah, no chance saw a horrible story on reddit today mm. well, i was on reddit did i hate I myself know, yeah. today maybe um about a certain adcc champ who you know i think some lower asked him for a role at seminar and he just crushed this and just battered this this guy in and i'm just like bad sad how is that a coach like he's just this person's just on a seminar like they've yeah. been paid for their coaching ability and they just, you know, a student has just said, hey, can I can I train with you? And you're like, fuck are you talking to me for? And you batter them? Like, let's wrong. put that in the toxic, wrong. toxic part of BJJ culture. Um, yeah, it's a bit gross, isn't it? Um, it's all by accident. How are you feeling, dude? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. I'm glad I'm back to training. I'm just glad I can go back to my routine now. Glad to have you back on here. Yeah. It's, it's not really the same. Like sitting there with this screen, just me on it and like answering questions. Um, yeah, I enjoy, I love this podcast. Like, you know, we're like, it's like 43rd episode, I'm pretty sure. Oh, sick. 40, we came back at number, number 15. We're at 43 now. We've Nice. This has been consistent every week since May. I like it. I like it. Dude. I, I'm really enjoying it, and the numbers are good, and people are listening and engaging. I'm like, wow, this is so awesome. Um, and you're an integral part of this. You're a part of the team. You, we are the chief and the villain. Um, and, yeah, glad to have you back. I mean, fuck the internet. Fuck them for taking I know, away man. from me. Fucking, they took the piss, man. Like, reading the media, I'm telling you. I've told them I'm moving home and they flipping cut me off, man. On the wrong date and then I've got no internet at home. I swiddle a half term. My kids, they got no internet. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Got more stress. I'm already paying a lot to make a move and now I've got to get some babysitters. So I said to Virgin, mate, you took the piss. Dude. That's, that that's nothing. Like, <laughs> that was like uh, throwing bread to pigeons. Like I knew I knew the pigeons were coming. Like, you knew you like, had to get me started. <laughs> you knew you had to get me started. You just yeah. wanted to go on a rant. It wasn't even like I had like a big loaf of bread just throwing bread to you. It's just like a bit out of a bag. Just like, no. It's been a stressful. I've been ill and I've been in the middle of this shit whilst everything's been going wrong, like little things like that. I'm thinking, why? Why are you making my life harder than it is right now? I need to get through this. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. But to be fair, it's all good now. This is, I, I was actually thinking about this earlier. I think I was I've been in the gym while I was driving. I can't remember. But I thought this is like, you know, since... I was thinking about Josh McKinney and his podcast and the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. And he, he's kind of jealous that I have a you like, to talk to because um, he just rants on his own half the time. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to be talking to him again soon on his podcast. And after doing this for like half a year now, I find that I am more centered in my own opinions because of like talking about ideas so often in this kind of format of you. 
um, listening to people, understanding different points of view. Like it's it's a great to be able to communicate with people. Um, and yeah, I, th- I this is like therapy, man. It's like some sort of weird therapeutic session, like just being able to sit down and, and air grievances like this and <laughs> bounce ideas. Talk about jiu-jitsu, why jiu-jitsu and, girls depressed. <laughs> I, I miss you in the jiu-jitsu way, like, you know, miss rolling and miss training. Like, I'm looking forward to, to christening the new cage wall tomorrow with you. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. But just this, these therapy sessions, man, this, it's fantastic. <laughs> I feel so yeah. relaxed right now. This is this is lowered. This has settled my nervous system. It mm-hmm. has released some energy, re- relaxed me. It's nice. Good, I, I good, feel like I can sleep now. Good. This is nice. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Man. No problem. You look relaxed before you even came on here. I am. I am indeed. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, it is late. I look. This is fantastic. Thank you for for coming back on Naki. And no problem. Uh, thank you for everyone sticking around for Villaincast for this for twenty twenty three. It's been it's been glorious. Uh, see you next week. Yes. Um, see you next week. Have a good night, Nak. And you have a good good night. Ciao.